Has anyone checked Zion's birth certificate? There's no way that he's 18. Welcome to the Maximizer Medicare podcast. My name is Jay O. I am the author of Maximizer Medicare, the 2019 edition, available in paperback and ebook format everywhere. Go to the website www.maximizeyourmedicare.com. You can see recently posted review from retired hospital CEO and CFO. Very great thanks to him for sharing his thoughts on the book and the process and reaching out to me. You can reach out to me privately on the website, send me emails, ask me questions, all on the website, www.maximizeyourmedicare.com. As always, today is not financial advice. I'm licensed, permissioned, qualified to give financial advice, certainly, but I'd have to know a lot more about you. If you do need that advice, what I generally tell people is they can introduce themselves to me using the website, sending me an email. The first screen is free, meaning I will not charge you. If you give me the 5,000 foot view, you don't even have to give me your name, actually. I will be able to give you my observations. Certainly, that is a courtesy to persons who reach out to us. You can know that this must be unbiased. We have professional licenses and certifications to defend putting your interests in front of our own. In a future podcast, at some point, I will describe you know what is being told or being the hidden message that's being told from you, which is largely untrue, but I'll be able to distinguish them for you. Uh, not That's not for today's work. Anyway, this podcast will be showing up somewhere around March 18th, I want to say, the week that the NCAA tournament is going to begin, which means that national productivity at workplaces around the country is about to decline. So now we're starting political season. It is certainly... Uh, heating up as we're debating who's going to be debating the you know existing president. The existing president, forty-five, has released the you know proposed budget, the proposed federal budget, and what we see in there are the hot takes have yet the hot takes have already begun. Of course, that is not surprising in the least. But now the question is going to be able to, for persons listening to the podcast, as well as for the electorate as a whole, is to try to distinguish fact from fiction. What is spin? What is truth? What is myth? What is reality? That is notably more difficult. For persons on Medicare, specifically, you're seeing hot takes out there. Well, the existing budget cuts out of Medicare. To which the answer is maybe. So let's first say that, you know, this stuff's got to get passed by Congress. So taxes and the budget are determined by the Congress as well as, you know, the executive branch. So these two sides are going to have to agree. You've heard me in public on the radio, uh, you know. We have a very difficult time on agreeing on the city dog catcher at the moment. Such is life and our fragmented life, I should say. 
Anyway, here we go. So there have been a number of proposed cuts to Medicare. We're going to leave Medicaid and Social Security to the side. I will have separate comments about them on different segments, different podcasts in the future. Let's just focus here on Medicare. There are two components here. Component number one is there are proposed cuts to Part D. Now, this is real. This is fact. Okay. In other words, that the proposals here will affect persons who take medications and particularly those who take expensive medications. The reason is, is that as you go into the donut hole, the coverage gap, your favorite book on Medicare, MaximizeMedicare.com is the website for that book, describes what the boundaries here for the coverage gap actually are. Anyway, the point is that once you've entered into the coverage gap, the way that the Part D plans currently work is that the expensive medications and the more expensive have discounts. And these discounts do get included in your calculation for out-of-pocket expenses. Okay, so this is very valuable. Let's just say your medication sticker price is $300 and you get a 33, you know, a one-third discount cut by the pharmaceutical. So that's fine. So it's now down to $200. Okay, that discount of $100, right, is calculated towards your out-of-pocket expenses and the time that you're inside the donut hole. This is vital. Why? Because you're not paying cash. You are not paying cash because of the discount, yet it's calculated towards the top end of the donut hole. What that means is that allows you to get to the catastrophic stage faster. And then when your, your cost will decline precipitously. Okay, so the other way of putting it is that this basically shrinks the donut hole for you in effect. Well, taking away this calculation, meaning taking away the discount towards the counting of your time and money in the donut hole, then means that you stay in the donut hole longer meaning that you are paying more. Okay, so fairly convoluted, complicated for those persons who don't take medications, for example, who have like no idea because they don't experience what this is. But you will see it. Who who are you? You have a single, very expensive named drug. Who are you? Eloquus. Um... Insulin, for example, very frequently inside the coverage gap. And that will be changed here under the proposed budget changes just announced over the last two weeks. That represents a you know something like 
you know, 10 to $11 billion are numbers that I've read, which is, is dwarfed. Uh, actually, that's wrong. So the Part D cuts are representing about something like 10 to 11% of the total proposed declines in cost of the federal budget under Medicare. Okay, the other 90% are in lower payments to providers. And who are providers? Doctors, hospitals. Okay, so now it becomes a debate. It does become a debate on whether or not this is an actual cut to beneficiaries, right? And it's going to differ because we don't see the fine print. Uh, well, we've not had the time to examine exactly what the proposed nature of the cuts actually is. Generally speaking, what I'm saying is, is that Yes, a proposed cut in the rate that you pay the hospital for inpatient hospital stay. It's not a cut to the degree that you don't get to access the coverage, meaning that if you have Medicare Advantage, if you have your retiree plan, if you have Medigap, what you will have is you'll be responsible or not for the co-pays and co-insurance. Okay, that is true. The cut to the budget, will the ripple effect hit you? The answer to that is mixed. So now you see the difference between the different configurations that you can possibly have. For those persons who are on Medicare Advantage, the fact is, is that since Medicare will be paying less the, to the provider, it is up to the plan to see whether or not the, the plan and the providers are going to agree on a schedule. Can that affect a Medicare Advantage beneficiary? The answer to that is yes, of course it can. Why is that? Hospital wants X hundred dollars a day. Medicare Advantage plan says, okay, we can only pay Y numbers of dollars a day. Where do they get the difference between X and Y? They get it from the beneficiary. For persons on Medigap, does that matter? Well, that is uncertain, right? Because the cash flow, you can remember on a Medigap that if you've met the Part B deductible under, or under Plan G, or if you have Plan F where the Part B deductible is paid, your cash flows stay the same. Nevertheless, what this possibly does is it exposes the Part B excess charge because if you're the doctor, you are no longer happy with the fact that you're being paid Y dollars from the federal government, meaning you just up your bill. You can go on YouTube to hear my opinions about the Part B excess charge and whether or not it is practical. The, an the short answer is yes. And I just simply say, okay, well, Let's leave your grandstanding to the side and just put it to you this way. Your grandchild is $300,000 in debt who took enormous risk and made enormous sacrifices to become a medical doctor and cannot buy, cannot buy a home be, unless they have a physician's mortgage bank because of the fact that their numbers tell you that lending money to that person is a bad idea. Well, anyway, that is your grandchild. 
What do you tell the grandchild to do? Very simple. Anyway, back to the topic. So now the question is back to whether or not the cuts are actually going to hurt Medicare beneficiaries. I don't think there's any question about Part D. That is clear, right? Which is that if you have a brand name prescription drug, you can be touched by this. The answer to that is yes, absolutely yes. For the rest, the question is going to be on the nature of the cuts. The cuts in payment rates to doctors and to hospitals, is that going to affect you? The answer is still uncertain. It's not going to get better, right? So it's a question of whether or not the ability is going to of the Medicare Advantage plan, for example, is going to flow through to the beneficiaries of Medicare Advantage carrier, the Medicare Advantage policyholder. That one we don't know yet. We don't know yet. For Medigap, the answer on cash flow is going to be no, other than what I just said about the excess charge. Now, the difficult part here is the politics of it, meaning that, you know, the the opponents to the existing administration, of which there are many for a variety of different reasons, are likely to use and are already out there starting to use this as a hot button. See, look, he said he never was going to cut Medicare, and yet here we go, cuts to Medicare. The actual reality is that the prior administration also have cuts to Medicare in different forms and fashions, but they were nevertheless cuts. Now, now you understand the rationale for Maximize Your Medicare, the book, why the rationale for what I'm explaining here on these podcasts, YouTube channel, newsletter. The fact is there's stuff that you can control. You can control your diet. You can control what doctors, you're trying to save money. I get all of that. That is, of course, those are things that you can control. What you cannot control is demographic and fiscal reality and that that there is some volatility involved in that. In other words, unpredictability in what that will occur. And you need to account for that. So while we don't have a crystal ball, and you can say it's very attractive to say that anything can happen, it's not entirely random. 60 million Medicare beneficiaries, 10,000 people a day. You can't get around those big numbers. That's the forest, the actual party, who the actual person is. Those are details, and what ends up happening is that people have their opinions obscured, swayed, influenced by their political view or other types of you know, opinions about the government's role in healthcare or other biases. I'm not here for that conversation, not, not as it relates to to maximize your Medicare, the book, and to helping persons understand what the factors are, what factors are involved. 
so that you can make the most clear decision for yourself. Be sure to subscribe to the Maximize Your Medicare podcast YouTube channel with instructional videos about how to understand Medicare and how I address certain topics on Medicare. All there up. Go to the MaximizeYourMedicare.com. You can read what a retired hospital CEO and CFO was good enough to say about the latest edition. I'm Jay. Talk to you next time.